0: Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planting churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. We are here on location at the Sin Network gathering in the West in Phoenix, Arizona. I am here with Libby and Chris journey point church denver colorado tell me about it how did you come to start that church plant that church tell me your journey because you're not originally from no denver where
1: are you from i'm from memphis tennessee originally memphis tennessee so how did you get to denver colorado you know it's going to sound like the the cheesy coined answer but i mean only god Mm -hmm. uh church planting was never on our radar uh until it was and so i had a conversation with a church planter that just really a church planter from the western part of the united states uh just broke us dottie uh, mm. i i was not aware of just the lack of churches and the need for churches in the western part of the united states uh, you know you can get kind of blinders on get going doing your thing doing your deal with your church you don't really know what's going on in the rest rest of the world and so we were just informed and kind of a guy struck a question, said, man, you'd be a really good planter. And I thought, no, not me. (laughs) But I told him I pray about it. And so we prayed about it. And God really just broke our hearts for the the people of the West and the lostness in the Western part of the United States and the lack of churches. Uh, Memphis has about one church for every 500 people. Denver's got one church for every 32,000 people but it's got a dispensary for every 11,813. Mm, so man. those numbers struck me. Yeah. And uh, man, just through praying and fasting, God really just showed us that, um, man, we didn't have a, a choice really. Right, you said yeah. God showed us, who did he show first? <laughs> Cause you know, it's always uh. with, the
0: us is always relative. Ooh. So That's well, a hard yeah. one. <laughs> you answer that, who
1: did he show first?
2: I really think it was back and forth. And for us, it wasn't immediate, Denver, this is where it is. It was, we'll take one step at a time, God. And it was the West first, and then it was Denver, and then it was our community. And so sometimes it was both of us. I mean, when we chose our community, it was both of us literally at the exact same minute. We're like, this is it. Um, When it was Denver, it was really kind of back and forth. We knew without a shadow of doubt at that point, God had called us to church plant, but where it was.
1: Yeah, because we really? we would have he would independently lay the same verse on our hearts, yeah. like in our own quiet times, separate. Because we 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 said, hey, we need to go about this separately, then come back together, separate. And every time we come back together, he was doing the same thing on both yeah. of our hearts. So he really did kind of stain our hearts, really both at the same time.
0: That's good. And what I love about your passion and your heart, it was more than just simply planting a church. It was about Uh, reaching the city. man. Right. Uh, So talk to me a little bit about like not just going in and starting a Sunday, but really having
1: a desire to reach the city. Yeah. You know, I've always heard it kind of started in two different ways. You've either got church planting or you have church starting. You're either starting a church or you're planting a church church starting is, man, you can raise some funds, you can gather some people, you can get a really cool website and blog and Instagram, and you can get those people in a room and gather and do a worship service. But planting a church is going in and reaching people uh, and worrying more about reaching people than starting a church service. And so for us, it was always, uh, even in Memphis, to be honest with you, we, you know, Memphis is a, a hard to love city, you know, mm-hmm. to some people. and But we had a love and passion for the city because that was where God had called us to. And so the one thing that we wanted to do when we moved to Denver, first and foremost, was love the city no matter what happened with the church. Uh, You know, statistically speaking, church planting is not the most uh, success-oriented business to be a part of, right? I mean, uh, Denver from like 2000 to 2010, 80 to 90% of church plants failed. Um, And so a lot of it was because they were starting a church and not planting a church. And so we said, man, if 10 years from now, we're failed in the world's eyes, are we still gonna be here reaching these people? Yeah. And so for us, it was more about reaching the people more than it was starting a worship service right. or anything like that.
0: Was that like yeah. a official conversation that you had that, that you yeah. have to wrestle you know, Dude. with that? Because a lot of times, a lot of you know, pastors and yeah. planning couples, when they go into a city, they're thinking like, if we don't have 300, if we don't have 500, <laughs> if we don't have, you know, I mean, yeah. so how hard was it to overcome that, that yeah. hurdle or that obstacle of, you know, of what we call success. Yeah, you wanna start to that?
2: Well, I think for us, really starting with the foundations of the friendships and the relationships with the people in our community is what began to grow our church. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, hey, we're having a service on Sunday, or hey, we have a Bible study get-together. But it was those relationships that really helped people realize just the authenticity behind Mm it and helped us begin to really build what journey point became to be
1: mm-hmm. yeah you know people that are spiritually disconnected from Christ they don't care whether you have a hundred or 200 or 300 people yeah. there right. and so for us it was never we kind of talked about it like hey if if these markers that the world put on us or not even really the world the church sometimes put yeah. on us or yeah. partnering churches sometimes put on us if we don't hit these markers, do we care about our neighbors down the road that yeah, right. are really far from God? Mm-hmm. Do we care enough to stay in this city for me to go back into a secular job and to make sure we reach them no matter what, to be a part of a church or do whatever else if we don't succeed, so yeah. to speak. When the funding runs out, I had a bunch of guys ask me to hide, when the funding runs out, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. And like that was the first, I, I had not thought about that, yeah. but I had guys intentionally look at me and say, when the funding runs out what are you going to do yeah. are you going to go back to the south where it's easier to get a job or are you going to stay and really care for the yeah. people of your city because that's that's what we see all throughout scripture and you yeah. see so many couples oh. you
0: know they go back when the funding runs out yeah. you know but and i love what you guys are saying like planting a church versus starting a church and so yeah. talk to me about that you you mentioned multiple times reaching my neighbors am yeah. i going to still stay am i that committed am i that passionate yeah. to get Talk to me about how did that look? You you guys came in, and what part of the city did you guys plant in? So we're in
1: we're in the northeast part of the city of Denver. So we're right. in the city of Denver. All right. So yeah. the northeast part I remember is like the donut. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. The donut, so, yeah. so we're you're, the donut you're hole. We're in the donut hole. We're in the donut hole. We like we, we claim to that. Too, <laughs> yes. <right>? Yes. <laughs> hey, that, hey. If you're yeah, you you in it. It.
0: End it. So talk to me about that. How how yeah. did that look going into yeah. this new city? this new neighborhood,
1: neither one of you from? (laughs) Did you guys have people go with you or? Yeah, you know, so we had, we had about four families come with us and we kind of intentionally didn't take a lot of families with us. Um, You know, Denver's a lot different than Memphis, Tennessee. And so, and it's a lot different than the South. You've moved around, you know it, even the difference between downtown Atlanta compared to the suburbs. Uh, It takes a different breed and and I didn't want to have to de-church so much in order to start a church. And so one of the things we did, we just said, hey, we're going to take a long runway. And Mm -hmm. so uh, if God's called us and he had to plant a church, are we going to be here for the long haul? So does it matter if I start our church next year or a year and a half from now? It doesn't matter how long it takes because God's called us to it. That means we're going to do it. So we took a long runway to it. We did a residency with the church there in Denver, uh, learned from them, and while we were with them, we were able to really engage our city really well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, man, uh, Vance Pittman, uh, one of the best church planters in the Western part, I know, he told me one time, he said, when you really look at it, he said, you engage the city first, then you make disciples, and then you start your church. Mm -hmm. Now, most people do it backwards, right? I'm gonna start my church, then I'm gonna make disciples, then we'll engage the city. And so we just said, hey, let's engage the city the best that we can. So we actually went in, and man, our community is filled with kids. We have four kids. We said, hey, if we can engage people in this community, it's gonna be through kids. Mm -hmm. So we just started doing whatever we could to engage people Mm that had kids and families walking around. And we actually built our core team out of mostly people that were in the community we lived Mm, in. That's awesome. And for us, I knew that they weren't gonna leave in a year. I knew that they weren't gonna do something else because their homes were in our neighborhood, right? right?
2: So some of the things we started doing were park dates. We had play dates with our, we are in a new neighborhood Mm -hmm. and so it had a new park. So Mm -hmm. it was like, hey, we're all new neighbors. We're all new to this, like, let's meet up on Saturdays. Um, we started really investing in helping the local elementary schools. My degree is in early childhood education and at the time I wasn't teaching. Mm -hmm. And so I know as a teacher, like we'll take all the help we can get inside the schools. And so sometimes that looked like donating beverages and stocking their fridge. Sometimes it looked like me going up and helping a brand new teacher set up her classroom (laughs) Um, and really just walking through and really kind of trying to get a gauge of what does the community need? What are they looking for? and yeah. who are what who are the people in this community and was
0: were these, was this the school that your kids
1: went to
2: no so <laughs> the kind of a funny story <laughs> so what's
1: really funny is I reached out to the principal it's in the community we, we we're actually uh, it's a new community so we were moving in there the next April we knew we were and uh, and I reached out to the principal I said hey would love to come serve your school And she's like oh do you live in the community no. Not yet. <laughs> do your kids go to school? Oh yeah. <laughs> and now this is an unchurched, like they're not familiar with church people coming mm-hmm. to help, right? So she's like, no, we're good. And, and so I was like, Man. That's weird. So then I sent another email back. I said, hey, I said, just so you know, like one of the things we want to do is we want to be for this city and not just in it. That's a long-term goal of ours and a value of what we're starting here. And my wife has a background in early childhood education. So she said, Hey. Actually, they were meeting in the wing of a high school. It was an elementary, brand new elementary school,
0: first year. Uh,
1: first year, they were meeting in the wing of the high school while their building was being built. And so she said, "Actually, we're we're really understaffed and kind of overworked. So could you help us?" And mm. so it took four, five, six emails and exchanges. Mm. Man, I went up there four or five times, got yeah. nothing, yeah. Until finally, they just knew that we were persistent enough that mm-hmm. we cared about yeah. them, right? Because they they saw that we cared about the community. And yeah. so we go up there, and finally, she says yes. And we serve, and Heidi, this is what's great. So this principal comes up to me, this is like the third or fourth time we're there. Yeah. We're like dropping off drinks at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, nothing that no one else is doing. Yeah. She said, hey, um, when you do this like, this church thing, when y'all like get together, which is I love moving into the mm-hmm. West where nobody knows to, when you worship, yeah. nobody yeah. says yeah. that, right? So when y'all like get together and do your thing on Sunday mornings, where are you gonna do it? Mm-hmm. I said, well, we don't know, God, God will take care of that. We have faith and confidence in that. Um, but we're just, man, we just want to serve you now. That's all we're worried about. She said, well, when our building's finished, I would love if you would use our space for your church when you yeah. come in. Now, I'm trying to play it cool, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, uh, yeah. it's like the guy that asked a girl out on a date for the first time. You're like, you want to play it cool? And yeah. she says, yes, I'm like trying to play it cool. And, uh, but so we leave, it was great. We go up there. She then says this, she goes, and she goes, I'll come to your services. Mm. She goes, and if it doesn't feel like a meeting, I'll keep coming to your services. So now here you have this doctorate, educated uh, level uh, professional who's never really been to church Mm -hmm. in her whole life. She'd been one other time before that. Church to her, she has no idea what to call it, and it's a meeting. Mm -hmm. And it just broke my heart. And so she was the the lens through everything else we did in that school. And lo and behold, she comes to all three or uh, preview services that we had. She comes to our next service and then she ended up giving her life to Christ. Man, and uh, praise so, the Lord. and Libby ends up teaching at the school, which was yeah. not in our plans not in either, you plan. we tell. Not in the plan.
2: Well, and that was one of those that, you know, we began serving and she was like, hey, can you come back next week? Can mm-hmm. you come twice the next week? Well, we're doing interviews, can you interview? Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I've been on staff for two and a half years mm-hmm. and it's just been sweet to, not only see just the little things that we've done make a difference, but in her one life, yeah, she gave her life to Christ, yeah. and I got to give her her first Bible. I mean, that's she had awesome. never had a Bible yeah. before, and you know, never in our wildest dreams did I think moving to Denver would mean me working at a yeah. school, gaining a relationship with my principal, and getting to give her yeah, her first awesome. Bible. Where do you
0: where in the school do you work?
2: So I'm a teacher, a classroom teacher okay. now for first grade.
0: Man, yeah, that that's amazing. How, what was the distance from
1: you having your initial contact with the school to? Yeah. Oh, so we we had initial contact in August of 17. They yeah. didn't finish the school until August of 18. 18. Okay, and uh, which is when she started teaching too. And then we had our first preview service in there uh, November of 18. So okay. it was really. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm sorry, it was July of 17. So July yeah. of 17 to November is the distance yeah, between so, all that. Yeah. What I love is your perseverance is from going from the beginning of yeah. no. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's okay, weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we don't need your help. We are weird, <laughs> you know? like, we, we don't need your help to yeah. can you do it at our school and I want to come. Like that, yeah. there's that, that, the perseverance. Yeah. And I think it's also, it's really important because a lot of times planners, would have stopped. Oh, I guess that's yeah. a, a closed door. But if, yeah. but if you're just simply going with, right. I want to start a service yeah. versus I'm trying to reach a city and really yeah. love my yeah. neighbors. I mean, and, it's
1: huge. And I think that's. The, I don't think that happens if we we didn't approach. We didn't serve them because we wanted a place to. They were in a wing of a high school that we don't use. Yeah. 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 We were going to serve a need in our city. And so yeah. what we did was we said, Hey, what's the need in our city? You know, I was. I'm reminded you have Jesus in Luke 19. This is right after the triumphal entry and it says, he looks upon the city, Jerusalem, and he weeps, Mm -hmm. right? You know, I mean, he was broken for the city. He wasn't broken for a temple service at that time. He wasn't broken for, you know, a a worship service that started or a cool logo or a social media plan, which we have all those, but he was broken for the city because Mm -hmm. of what the city needed. And so for us, it was like, man, what is this city, this community, honestly, what is our street need first? Yes. Right. Yes. So if I start with the needs on my street and then move out from there, like my community has to be changed if I'm broken from my community. Yeah. yeah. So
0: early on as a church planner, right? And yeah. you go in, there's like I have to do this to some degree, yeah. you know, because like I gotta get people. Yeah, right. Now that you have people, now that you have a gathering. Yeah. How do you fight the gravitational pull to now just simply focus on maintaining the church
1: service and keep on reaching your city? And so one thing we do personally, uh, and I can get some flack from this from some people. So four times a year we shut down on Mm. Sunday morning and we don't have church service. Instead of having church service, we actually go out and love the city. Mm. So we do a thing called Love Denver. Um, And honestly, it just started with the the idea that we can all do more together than we Mm. can individually. And so for instance, I mean, 95% of our community is spiritually disconnected from Christ. And so for us to invite them to a serve event on Saturday Mm -hmm. uh, and then to say, hey, we would love for you to come back to church on Sunday, like that's just not
0: happening right
1: now. And so we just said, hey, for the first year, we're gonna take it, we'll do four Sundays. The fifth Sundays, we'll take it, we'll go and serve the city. Uh, and so we go and do these Love Denver projects where we go out, we work with the Denver Rescue Mission, we work with the schools, we work mm-hmm. with uh, Project Worthmore, which deals with um, all kinds of refugees that are coming into the city. And so we just found several avenues that we go out and actually be the church. Mm-hmm. And um, and it has been unreal because now I can go to my neighbor and say, hey, I would love for you to come and serve the city with me yeah. tomorrow. And they look at me like, well, hold on, it's tomorrow's Sunday? Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, why are you doing that? Well, I mean, that's our most it's important quiet. day, yes. Right. I'm a Highview Church guy. But I'm a Highview City guy and I know and love this community enough that I'll give up that Sunday morning so that we can go and show the people the love of Jesus Mm -hmm. instead of just asking them to come in. And man, the most fun thing I've been able to do, we did, uh, the fifth Sunday was in September. We packed meals for Mm, uh, kids. So 67% of kids have struggled with childhood hunger in Denver. So we packed meals and we had a, I mean, we had a ton of people there and a lot of people that had never been to the church before because we kind of promoted it to the city. And so we had this guy come up afterwards. He said, hey man, are you in charge? Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I know. yeah, let me. Use Maybe, the yeah. uh, and I, I said, what do you mean? He said, are you like in charge of the church? Again, unchurched mm-hmm. people have no idea. I say, are, yeah, yeah. are you the pastor, <laughs> right? I said, yeah, I am. He said, man, I don't do church. That's not my vibe never been he said i've never really grown up around it he said but i like the vibe that you guys are putting off by serving the city mm. and uh that guy got connected immediately to our young adults he came to church two weeks after that gave his life to christ and i got to baptize him a mm. couple of weeks ago and his family tree forever changed yeah and um yeah
0: so that's good how how about you how do you keep from the gravitational pull i mean so you're working at where you <laughs> worship. Yeah, yeah. Like, so you're there like seven <laughs> yep, days a week. Yep, yep, seven, this oh. last oh, week yeah, it was seven. seven yeah. days a week. So, I mean, how do you um, wrestle with that tension?
2: I think really it goes back to just intentionality. Mm-hmm. Keeping the focus of, you know, one of our values is being for the city, not just in the city. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? Who are our people? What are we, how are we engaging with them? Um, and it's not just on a Sunday. Um, for me, it's five days a week with the people I work with, yeah. you know, it's seven days a week with our neighbors. Yeah. We live in a real tight community where it's everything's rear entry. So we spend a lot of time on our front porches. We mm. spend a lot of time outside, uh, conversations with our neighbors. And, you know, it's been really sweet that it's a real transient city. So a lot of people are moving in. Yeah. So just getting to know, like, what's your story, That's awesome. where are you from, you know, what brought you yeah. here? Um, it's just and just really trying to be intentional with yeah. those relationships. I think is. I'll
1: say one more thing too. Dahati Lewis can come and preach at our church. JD Greer, you name it, those guys can come, and in our community, we could have them with. I don't care who you worship, Bethel, Hillsong, whatever, mm-hmm. the Gettys, I don't, mm-hmm. whatever your creme de la creme is. All of those people could come to our church on Sunday morning and 95% of my community has no idea who they are. And so for me, a lot of the focus on the city is realizing that like, hey, Sunday morning is an incredible place to start, but it is like not even yeah. close to the finish line yeah. for these people. Yeah. Monday through Saturday has to be where we're at. So for us, a lot of it is intentional disciple making. That's too. awesome. Yeah. And um, so that's our big focus. We actually measure that in our church is we, our big statistics, we measure everything, but our mm-hmm. biggest statistics are through intentional disciple making. Awesome. How many people are in those groups? That's good. Yeah.
0: So you guys, are you still doing play
1: dates? Yeah, we are
2: still are. doing are play, still play
1: dates. Doing we can pause yeah. a little in the snow, yeah. But. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. yeah like but we we, do a lot. we serve the community events yeah. so like yeah. i don't put on a block party i serve the community block party i don't put on a movie night i serve the community's movie night their concerts and so we just make sure that like hey we don't do anything that competes with the communities Mm -hmm. and what they have going on so if there's a need now what's awesome i got an email this week Uh, easter's coming up in this time frame i get an email they said hey we need help packing eggs and and doing this are you still going to be doing it and like a couple years ago it was like who are you what are you doing now when they have a need they're actually coming to us which Which is is, awesome yeah yeah Yeah. that's really
0: awesome i always tell planters we need to go from trying to find the person of peace mm-hmm. to becoming the person of peace. Yeah. Like when you become the person that, like I wanna reach this neighborhood, I wanna do proactive in this neighborhood, yeah. that's when you know, when people yeah. are calling you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. We need to <laughs> yeah. know, you know, and so, so man, I really appreciate you guys' testimony, yeah. your story, you know, we need to have more churches, more yeah. people going into the city, not just simply starting trying to start yeah. a Sunday, yeah. you know, start a service, but to planting, you know, a church. And so really, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks, Tati. You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com